Former Carlo GAA President Passes Away Article by Charlie Keegan The sudden death of Pat O'Brien Oak Park Road Carlo on Sunday morning last at St Luke's Hospital Kilkenny marks the passing of a passionate GAA man who proudly served as Carlow County Secretary of the Association for some three years, 1984 to 1987, a period which embraced the GAA's centenary year. Pat, who was aged 87, also served as President of the GAA in Carlow from 2008 to 2010. A native of Ballyshannon, County Donegal, Pat played minor and junior hurling with Aerua in his native town. While Donegal is more associated with Gaelic football, Pat O'Brien was an avid hurling man and he played minor and junior early with Aerua in Ballyshannon. Pat came to Carlow in 1964, having been appointed as a trainee analyst with the town's air and food plant. He rose through the ranks to become quality control manager for Shukra Aaron in Carlow, giving some 40 years of unbroken service. Pat's first love was farming, and it's probably a little-known fact to many Carlovians that as a 17-year-old, he was named Ireland's Young Farmer of the Year. In Carlow, Pat initially threw in his lot with the Palatine Hurlers. In 1965, he played left half-back for Pal when they made their hurling breakthrough by defeating Michel Ballancray by 19 points to 13 in the county junior final. After the formation of Carlow Town Hurling Club in 1968, Pat went with the townsmen, and over the past half-century his commitment to the town never faltered. He played wing-back for the townsmen in their first senior hurling team in 1971 and was a goal-scoring corner forward on the team which drew with emerging power Nave Owen Michel in the 1973 Carlo Senior Hurling Championship semi-final before losing the replay narrowly. In 2004, Carlo Town won the County Junior Hurling Championship and by way of celebration, the club's second-string panel spent a weekend in Pat's native place, playing a game against A. Rua on the Saturday. Pat served as club chairman in 1970 and 1971, while he was club secretary from 1973 to 1976. Pat O'Brien touched the lives of many boys and girls through his enthusiastic promotion of hurling and camogie in Carlow Town and in the broader sense throughout Carlow by virtue of his involvement with county underage teams. In the early 1970s, Pat was responsible for the hurling club taking up the baton of promoting juvenile hurling in the town. The under-14 and under-16 teams prior to this being the responsibility of the CBS. Under Pat's tutelage, several under-14 and under-16 titles were won and the under-12s later followed suit. Many of these young hurlers graduated to form part of the town's subsequent minor, under-21 and senior winning teams. The highly successful CBS Street Football League model of the 1950s and early 1960s prompted Pat into setting up Board Balia in 1976, an organisation that started many a hurling and football career. Phelan and Ail was a huge part of Pat's life. He loved the Fela trips to Galway, Clare and Offaly, among others, and organised many Felas in Carlow so that these teams could visit his adopted Carlow while promoting hurling at the same time. Also, in terms of Fela, Pat coached clubman John Ager to win the All-Ireland Skills Star Award in 1981 in Galway 
and with Niall English in 1987 when Fela was staged in Ennis. There was also Pat's involvement with Lima Hearn, second place in the 1982 skills, and the runner-up spot achieved by Keith Moran in 1992. In 1990, Pat played his part in the success of St Mary's CBS Academy in the Carlow School's victory in the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship College's B-Final. Pat promoted camogie in Carlow Town in the early 1970s through his involvement in community games, and this led to the formation of Carlow Camogie Club and the fielding of an adult A-team. He became involved in camogie again in the 2000s, when helping to organise and unite the clubs to such an extent that without his input, the 2016 All-Ireland Junior Camogie Triumph in Croke Park might never have happened. At county level, Pat was extremely proud to have served as president of Carlow GAA. On the social side, Pat promoted Tuesday night singing sessions in Carlow Hurling Club's home, Parkview House. Pat had waged a brave fight with cancer in recent times, but never lost his great enthusiasm for the GAA. Only last month, he was one of the GAA personalities from the county who took part in the Barrowside Challenge, a highly successful fundraiser between Carlo GAA and its clubs. He also had an ongoing battle with Parkinson's disease. A recent photo was carried in The Nationalist, showing Pat, despite serious illness and with the use of his walking frame, leading club members in that fundraising venture. In 2018, Pat was a driving force behind the production of the Carlow Town Hurling Club book titled 50 Years of Hurling, providing a mountain of material, statistics, newspaper cuttings and photographs for that publication. It was a great source of pride to Pat when the book was launched in Parkview House by Tipperary All-Ireland hurling star Noel McGrath. On that occasion, Pat was presented with Club Life membership of Carlow Town Hurling Club by Chairman Adrian Dunleavy. Pat was married to the former Nancy Becker from Lower Pollerton Road, Carlow. The O'Briens had four children, sons Michael, Patrick, Pajo, John and daughter Natalie Brennan. Pat will also be greatly missed by his cherished grandchildren, Jordan, Oisín, Leon, Alice, Conan, Rachel and Padraig and cherished great-grandfather to Jacob and Oscar. He is also survived by son-in-law Kenneth, daughters-in-law Anne-Marie, Lillian and Jeanette, brothers-in-law, sisters-in-law, nephews, nieces, relatives and friends. The funeral mass for Pat O'Brien will be celebrated tomorrow afternoon, Wednesday, at 2.30 in the Cathedral of the Assumption, followed by burial in St Mary's Cemetery. Aryeshde Gurevanam Dilish. Joe McDonough Cup second round. Westmead finished strongly to end Carlo's McDonough Cup hopes. Article by Kieran Murphy. The score: Westmead twenty-three points, Carlo eighteen points. Westmead put themselves in pole position for a place in the Joe McDonough Cup final when they produced a strong finish to oust Carlo in this second round game at Netwatch Cullen Park on Saturday. At different stages over the first 60 minutes of this game, the home side had trailed, but Carlo had edged in front thanks to a 59th minute Chris Nolan point from play. It was an invitation to drive on, but Westmead tacked on six unanswered points, which secured them a vital victory. 
Antrim, Kerry and Westmeath in the 2020 Joe McDonough Cup highlighted an issue Ree Carlo's inability to finish out a game and is something which is haunting the former Christy Ring and Joe McDonough Cup winners. They will pay a heavy price for losing the initiative here. The winners need only a draw against Kildare next week in Mullingar to assure themselves of a place in the final. And even if Kildare were to win narrowly, then scoring difference could see the Barrowsiders end up last in the group and in the relegation position. The visitors Niall Mitchell and Ted Joyce for Carlow shared early points with Westmead playing into the scoreboard end of the ground. The flags flying behind the goal suggested Carlow were favoured by a wind which blew across the pitch from the stand side, but it was marginal. Niall O'Brien pulled the strings for Westmead. Crucially, all their starting forwards had raised white flags from play in the half. On the other hand, Carlo relied heavily on the accuracy of Chris Nolan, while his younger brother John had scored three points before the break. Carlo had two goal chances in the half. The first immediately after the water break, where the Lake County led nine points to seven. Chris Nolan's free seemed to be drifting wide, but the Schlitter hit the left hand upright, fell down in front of the goal, and while John Michael Nolan gathered possession, he was unable to produce the killer blow, and Westmeath cleared. The second opportunity fell to Aaron Amond, but just to the right of the posts, his effort was comfortably dealt with by keeper Noel Conaty. Even though there was a feeling Carlo were second best, the sides still went in tied at 12 points each. Two points from Killian Doyle and one from Kieran Doyle, with Chris Nolan replying for Carlo, nudged the visitors back in front. Two Nolan points levelled matters once more, and his free had Carlo in front. O'Brien and Killian Doyle restored the Westmeath lead, but once again Nolan was on target with a free and another point from play. Then it all went wrong for the home side when they coughed up possession and Alex Cox levelled. Mitchell extended the lead, and now Carlo needed a goal. It never looked like coming. Another substitute, Josh Call, got himself on the scoreboard, and the experienced Dara Clinton also raised a white flag. That put them four points clear, and Carlo were undone. Killian Doyle's late point from play enhanced the winner's score difference and left Carlo's McDonough Cup ambitions hanging by a thread. The teams. Carlo, Brian Tracy, Dion Wall, Paul Doyle, Michael Doyle, David English, one point, Ger Cody, Tony Lawler, Richard Cody, Kevin MacDonald, John Michael Nolan, one point, Ted Joyce, two points, James Doyle, Craig Wall, John Nolan, three points, Chris Nolan, 11 points, six from freeze. Subs. Jack Kavanagh for R. Cody, 57 minutes. Gary Lawler for Amund, 59 minutes. Craig Wall for G. Cody, 65 minutes. Jack McCullough for J.M. Nolan, 69 minutes. Paul Cody for Joyce, 71 minutes. Westmeath. Joe Conaty, Dara Egerton, Tommy Gallagher, Connor Shaw, Aaron Craig, Tommy Doyle, Derek McNicholas, Cormac Boyle, Robbie Greville, Angus Clark, 1 point, Killian Doyle, 6 points, 3 from freeze. Joey Boyle, 3 points. Niall O'Brien, 6 points, 3 from freeze. Niall Mitchell, 2 points. Kieran Doyle, 2 points. The subs. Shane Clavin for Greville, 30 minutes. David Glennon for McNicholas, half-time. Josh Call, 1 point for Clark, 48 minutes. Dara Clinton, 1 point for O'Brien, 60 minutes. 
Alan Cox, one point for C. Boyle, 61 minutes. Referee, Rory McCann, Clare. GAA Under-20 Leinster Football Championship First Round Slow start costs Carlo dearly. Article by Kieran Murphy Score, Wexford 2 goals and 9 points, Carlo 8 points. Wexford advanced to the second round of the Leinster Under-20 Football Championship at Netwatch Cullen Park on Thursday when Carlo failed to hit the ground running and paid the ultimate price at the end. Apart from the one goal and three points the visitors scored in the opening quarter, there was precious little between the sides for the remainder of the game. Carlo themselves could have had two goals before half-time and again when they were chasing the game. Instead, it was the visitors who nailed those match-killing three-pointers when it mattered. Carlo couldn't say they hadn't been warned. In the opening seconds, Wexford should have found the Carlo net when the ball was played long, but Jack O'Leary pulled his shot across the scoreboard goal, but wide of the right-hand post. The Wexford goal did come on nine minutes, when Jack Higgins drove through a loose Carlo defence and found the net. Two minutes later, he almost had another. This time, Kean Kavna, the Carlo netminder, turned the shot around the post, and the resultant 45 was missed. Two further points by Conor Kyo helped Wexford into a one-goal and three-points-to-one-point lead at the water break. Brian Byrne was the Carlo scorer with a free. On the restart, Kyo was on target for Wexford again, while Luke Connolly lofted over a great point from 45 metres for the Barrowsiders. On 23 minutes, Kyo came close to outwitting the Carlo defence as the home side were relieved to clear the danger from the edge of the small square when the ball could have gone anywhere. Just before half-time, Carlo's Ben Dorgan had a great goal chance. He looked certain to find the net as he stared down the keeper, but Anto Larkin spread himself well to make the save. When Dorgan picked up the rebound, the defence were fully alert, and while there were appeals for a foot block, they were less than full-hearted. A goal for Carlo would have been massive at that stage, as Wexford went into the interval one goal and five points to two points ahead. Carlo showed a higher level of determination after the interval and got their reward, forcing a number of kickable frees, which Anthony Keating converted. Wexford replied with a Higgins point and were unlucky not to score their second goal when Kyo shot wide with the defence, unable to close him down. At the second water break, Wexford led one goal and seven points to five points. Just as they did at the very start of the game, on the resumption they showed excellent concentration levels while running at the home defence. The ball was worked in and this time Kyo made no mistake when he was on the end of a good move to score the second Wexford goal. Carlo were unlucky at the other end when Larkin spread himself well to make a spectacular save. The home side needed that goal while their opponents had chances but showed little predatory skills. Instead, they invited Carlo onto them and could have paid the price. It was all one-way traffic in the end. Wexford slugged it out. In the end, a brace of good points from play by Niall Hickey was not enough to save the home side, who were left to rue a poor first half. The teams. Wexford. Anto Larkin, one point from a free. Connor Lyne, Brian Cush, Paddy Darcy, Zach Furman, Jason Bulger, Sean Carley, Connor Hughes, Liam Doyle, Alan Mahoney, Shane Pettit, Jack Higgins, one goal and one point. 
Conor Kinsella, Jack O'Leary, one point. Conor Kyo, one goal and three points. Subs. Kieran Regan, two points for Mahoney, 40 minutes. James O'Leary for Darcy, 46 minutes. Joe Curtis for Doyle, 50 minutes. Rian Fitzpatrick, one point for Hughes, 53 minutes. Rory O'Brien for O'Leary, 55 minutes. Carlo team. Kean Kavanagh, Adam Nolan, Jack McCullough, Jonah Dunn, Sean Smithers, Finbar Kavanagh, Patrick MacDonald, Luke Connolly, one point, Niall Hickey, three points, Paddy Regan, Ben Dorgan, Fiercra Fitzpatrick, Anthony Keating, three points from freeze, Colin Byrne, Brian Byrne, one point from a free. The subs, Shane Buggy for Dunn, 26 minutes, Mark Foley for C. Byrne, 34 minutes, Porrick Deering for Nolan, 39 minutes, Stephen Metcalf for Fitzpatrick, 47 minutes. Cormac O'Brien for Byrne, 49 minutes. The referee, Gary Hurley of Westmeath. GAA results. Leinster Under-20 Hurling Championship, Kildare 1 goal, 23 points. Carlo 3 goals and 16 points. Leinster Minor Hurling Championship, first round. Kildare 2 goals and 23 points. Carlo 1 goal and 9 points. GAA Senior Football League Senior Football League Division 2 Fenna 2 goals and 11 points Rail Yard 3 points Clonmore 1 goal and 14 points St. Patrick's 10 points Aero Oag 12 points Tinryland 8 points Ballinabrana 3 goals and 17 points Mount Leinster Rangers 2 goals and 12 points Senior Football League Division 3 Ballon 7 points Rathvilly 11 points Lachlan Bridge, 3 goals and 15 points. Old Lachlan, 7 points. Senior Football League Division 4 final. Ballinabrana, 3 goals and 8 points. Navon, 1 goal and 8 points. Senior Football League Division 5. St. Patrick's, 9 points. Clonmore, 5 goals and 16 points. Mount Leinster Rangers, 5 goals and 8 points. Lachlan Bridge, 5 points. And Camogie 2020 Minor Championship Final. Michel, 4 goals and 10 points. Mount Leinster Rangers, 8 points. Carlo Soccer, Seniors Division 2. Hattrick Hero O'Rourke helps 4 middable Fuchs overpower Fort Barrington. Article by Harry Shorthose. The score, St. Fuchs FC 4, Fort Barrington FC 0. St. Felix claimed their second win in two weeks, scoring four goals for the second time in two weeks, with Brian O'Rourke's hat-trick the difference. They ran the game from early on and never looked like they were going to let it go. In the first half in particular, they ran rings round the Carlow League newbies, pushing attack after attack, just being let down in the final third, and they will feel like they could have scored a lot more. Despite the Greg Cullen's side dominance of the game, it was the Atai side who had the early chance. A free kick from the left-hand side was hit just wide. In the seventh minute, Alan Smith's through ball found Dennis Nolan up in front of goal behind the defence, but a last gasp tackle saw Fort Barrington survive. Seven minutes later, Ushin Ayres found himself with plenty of space in front of goal, but squandered the chance to open the scoring as he couldn't control the ball. It was in the 16th minute that they opened the scoring as Brian O'Rourke got on to the end of an Alan Butler effort. A minute later, Alan Smith went close with an effort, but it was hit just over the bar. 
They kept pressing and kept pushing, but were left frustrated. O'Rourke went close with an effort as he was through on goal but couldn't steer it into the back of the net somehow. A corner from the right was also headed over by Michael McGrath. Just after the half-hour mark, O'Rourke doubled the home side's lead in collection as he slid in on the right-hand side and the ball trickled into the net. On the stroke of half-time, Nolan made it 3-0 to all but secure the points for St. Fiox. They rang the changes at half-time and the game slowed down as both sides began to tire and it became more of a scrappy affair. Three minutes in, Fort Barrington went close as Shane Redmond was one-on-one in the box with the keeper and a last-gasp tackle saved Fiox blushes. Fiox kept pushing and went close through an O'Rourke cross from the left but nobody could get their head onto it and it went straight into the arms of the Fort Barrington keeper. Ten minutes in, O'Rourke got his hat-trick as he made it 4-0 to secure the win. Fort Barrington had a free kick from the left which was cleared, whilst an O'Rourke free on the edge of the box was hit wide. Fiox were robust in defence and dealt with any Fort Barrington efforts easily. The teams, St Fiox, David O'Regan, Roy Pearson, Alan Butler, PJ Connolly, Stuart Connolly, Michael McGrath, Alan Smith, Patrick Murphy, Dennis Nolan, O'Sheen Ayres, Brian O'Rourke, the subs, Shane Condren, Shane Deere, Trevor Power, Sean Marr, Thomas O'Rourke, Anthony Keating, Paul Cullen. Fort Barrington, Mark Fanning, Cale Dolan, Mark Hughes, Tom Ward, Simon Butler, Paddy Adams, Paul Dwyer, Colm Cuddy, Jamie Dunn, Shane Redmond, Keith Lawler, the subs, Bernard Osborne, Ger Fitzgerald, John Hackett, Jamie Fennell. Carlo Soccer Results Seniors Division Bridge United 2, St. Pat's Boys 4 Carnew 3, St. Anne's 2 Balting Glass 2, Kaleshan 2 Cretillard 2, Parkville 1 Seniors Division 2 Slaney Rovers 7, St. Joseph's 0 Bagnallstown 4, Village FC 1 Rowing Nolan chasing more medals in Czech Republic Carlo Rohr, Clean and Nolan will compete in the World Under-23 Rowing Championships in Ratice in the Czech Republic next weekend. Nolan has previously competed at the World Under-23 Championship in Sarasota, Florida in 2019, narrowly missing out on a medal in the lightweight double skulls coming fourth. She came back to capture gold in the European Under-23 Championship in 2020 in the lightweight pairs with her partner Lydia Heafy. Nolan continues to show her versatility by competing in her third rowing discipline at a major championship, this time rowing in the lightweight single skulls. Nolan has been rowing in NUIG Boat Club in Galway for the past four years, having begun her rowing career in Carlow Rowing Club. The Lachlan Bridge woman has been on an intensive training camp in Banyoles, Spain for the past four weeks, preparing for the championships, with the elite Irish lightweight rowing team as many of the team prepare for the Olympics in Tokyo. While in NUIG this year, Cleona has been very fortunate to have had the help of her brother Oisín as rowing coach. While the NUIG resident coach was drafted in to help the Irish junior rowing crews. 
Oshin too has been busy coaching and bringing three crews to the prestigious women's Henley Regatta in England last weekend. The competition will be strong in Rachiche at the weekend, with crews coming from the USA, Germany, Switzerland, Romania and Greece, among others as 20 different countries compete for the women's lightweight single skulls. The Carlo native travels to the Czech Republic looking forward to the challenge of her final opportunity of competing on the world stage at the under-23 level.